Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Last night, scintillating performance by Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Both went for triple doubles. They stormed back from a 17-point second-half deficit. Uh, Incredible performance overall. The Warriors trailed for more minutes in their sweep of the Trailblazers than they led. That's unheard of. They were outscored by 23 points in the first half. Uh, Meanwhile, they outscored Portland by 61 in the second half and overtime and the the uh, the Golden State Warriors became the only team in the past 20 postseasons to overcome a deficit of 15 plus points in three straight games. If you didn't stay up for it last night and you're just waking up right now, here is Draymond Green's big three in overtime that put the Warriors up by four. This is what it sounded like on the radio, Warriors radio network. Doubled immediately on the catch over to Draymond for three. It's up and good! Draymond Green! 119-150, Golden State and Portland wants time. But the Trailblazers got a chance to win it. They got a chance to win it at the end of regulation. Lillard's shot skipped off the rim. And then with about three seconds left, they were inbounding the ball at their side of the basket. Lillard came off a curl, got the ball in the corner, well defended by Clay Thompson. This was the radio network of the Blazers on the final play of their season. And Evan Turner gets the ball, looks to inbound, gives him the name in the corner, falling away for three at the buzzer. It's off the mark, and the Warriors will win. 
The Warriors win in overtime 119 to 117. They finish off the Western Conference Finals in four games, and for the fifth consecutive year, the Golden State Warriors are headed to the NBA Finals. It's the first time since 1966 that a team has been to five straight NBA Finals. Steve Kerr was asked about that after the game. I hope it doesn't uh, go unnoticed or underrated. You know, five straight finals hasn't been done since the 60s, since Bill Russell's Celtics. uh, Hasn't been done for a reason. It's really, really difficult. So the Warriors really just putting another piece of evidence on the file of how dominant their dynasty is. And I think the biggest takeaway uh, is... I don't know how you don't make the Warriors a favorite, even if they lose Kevin Durant in the offseason. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Durant going to the New York Knicks. I don't know if you guys noticed yesterday, but Durant started getting up in his feels and responding. I think he responded to Chris Broussard and a couple of other people who gave opinions uh, relating to Kevin Durant. I think that he is so sensitive, which is why I think the disaster that will befall him if he goes in place for the Knicks. He's got rabbit ears. He's constantly out there listening for people to say things about him uh, that are negative. And as a result, um, I think this is one reason why social media has been bad for players in general, because you used to be able to avoid the newspapers. You cannot watch television, uh, sports on television, cannot listen to sports talk radio. But when you got social media in your pocket, it's tough not to jump in and be seeing what people are sending to you. I think that's crazy, personally, uh, that you would be reading your mentions if you are as good at basketball as Kevin Durant is and concerned about what people are saying about you, particularly when you've won three straight championships and the team you're on is going for a fourth. But I think Kevin Durant is sensitive about how good the Warriors have been since he got injured. I guarantee you, if you gave Kevin Durant truth serum, he would have preferred that the Warriors lose two or three games. He doesn't want his team to lose, certainly, I, th- I don't think. But if you told Kevin Durant right now, hey, the Warriors are barely going to win game seven against the Rockets without you after getting blown out in game six, that would have been ideal for him. If you told him, hey, the Warriors, it's going to take them six or seven games to get past the Trailblazers, and it's going to be a really tough series, I think Kevin Durant would have preferred that too. I think he would prefer that the Warriors have struggled more than they have without him because I think it plays into his ego about how important he is to this team. Whereas right now, I think you can make an argument that the Warriors would have won the title without Kevin Durant anyway. Now, I don't know necessarily that the Warriors are anywhere near as dominant as they have been. I mean, this team went 16-1 and in one postseason run with Kevin Durant no way they do that without him he certainly makes the team better I'm not going to be out here and be one of the crazy people who's arguing that the Warriors are a better team without Kevin Durant but I think they're more into entertaining to watch and I still think they're a good enough team even without Kevin Durant to be able to win a championship Uh, part of the reason is they can flip a switch when it gets to the postseason and they can play in an entirely different level. That's what a championship-caliber dynasty is capable of. Clay Thompson was asked after the game about the difference between the regular season against the Blazers and the postseason against the Blazers. 
you guys split with them in the regular season. What was the difference between those four games and these four games? Man, I don't know. Keyword regular. Um, just get so used to playing 82 games every year. You don't put. You want to win every night, but you don't put too much stock into what you did in those 82. Because once playoffs starts, a clean slate and. I don't know the difference between the playoffs and regular season. The game gets much tighter. Um, there's more holding, grabbing, wrestling, a little more go, go, and the physicality and just you know the fatigue toward the end of the season playing that many games. Whereas in so Clay Thompson, keyword there is regular, and I think that's something that the NBA has to deal with in the grand scheme of things. And I've been on this for a while. You guys listen to this show regularly. Know. I basically swore off regular season NBA talk on this show. I said, look, I mean, there might be drama, and we'll talk about that, like if the Lakers are falling apart, uh, assorted stories that are big in the grand scheme of things. For instance, the Lakers not making the playoffs. That's a big regular season story. But the Warriors only winning 55 games instead of 73 or whatever the math is, it doesn't really impact how I think they're going to play once the postseason actually arrives because I think guys in the NBA have gotten smart enough to recognize that they want to be able to save up their bodies for once they get to the postseason and so they can give maximum effort there in the games that matter the most. And Steph yesterday was a great example of that. Steph Curry didn't come out in the second half. The Warriors wanted to end this series. Steph Curry played every minute of the second half. I said last week, I think that's a big part of Kevin Durant being on the Warriors and why everybody wants him on the Warriors so much because that allows them to rest more during the regular season. Steph Curry plays, and so does Draymond Green, such an effervescent, balls-to-the-wall style of basketball that it's hard to play their style of frenzied basketball as many minutes as they do 82 games in the regular season and still have a lot left in the tank by the time you get to the postseason I think that's what happened to the Warriors the year they won 73 games in the regular season I think they pushed themselves too hard in the regular season and they didn't have enough left in the tank for the end of the season and I think you probably if you work out at all Anybody who has done a workout knows that feeling. Like if you train for a marathon, let's say, and you come out of the gate and you run hard in the first five or six miles of the marathon because your adrenaline's going and you're excited, you hit that wall a little while later and you're like, oh man, why did I run that fast pace out of the gate? I don't have a lot of gas left in the tank. And that's a little bit of, I think, an analogy for what playing in the regular season in the NBA is like. You need to leave something in the tank. It could be a half marathon. If you know you're going to go for a 10-mile run, you don't want to go hard on the first three miles and then realize, "Uh uh-oh, I don't have a lot left for the last couple of miles. I think that's kind of the way the NBA season is played now. Players are sophisticated enough to understand that in order to be able to play at the highest possible level, you need to limit your overall exertion earlier in the season. And I think that's what's going on with the Warriors. But this performance by the Warriors against the Trailblazers, flat out amazing. I mean, just a phenomenal performance across the board. I gave you this stat in the first hour, but I think it's worth hitting again. I think what we have learned in this series since Kevin Durant's injury, we should say in the Rockets series as well, is that Steph Curry is 
incredibly underrated still. And this is a stat now. Steph Curry is going for his fourth NBA title. If Steph Curry gets that fourth NBA title, he will have four titles and two MVP awards. There are only five players in the history of the NBA who have managed and achieved that success level. Jordan, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Tim Duncan, and Magic Johnson. There's an argument out there that Steph Curry is one of the five best players in the history of the NBA. Not saying necessarily that I buy it, but if you look at what he's capable of at the point guard position, if you told me right now I have to go with Magic Johnson or Steph Curry at, at, at point guard in the current NBA, I'd go with Steph Curry. Is that a crazy idea? Maybe. I don't think it is. When you look at what he would be capable of creating, maybe your argument is, you know what, we don't even go with a traditional center in today's NBA. We would just eliminate the five and that would give us more flexibility because we'd basically have a couple of power forwards and one of them would be kind of a stretch five if we were trying to create the best five in the history of the NBA. Like Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they were great in their era. I'm not sure that they would translate at all in the same way to their modern era. Same thing with Shaq. Because those guys are seven-footers, and seven-footers now are like Dirk Nowitzki. They step outside, and they drain jumpers, and you have to be able to play all over the court and score from anywhere. And the uh, idea of kind of the big man inside who's getting fed, a lot of guys out there now, they just think he clogs up the court. Um, And so I think that's an intriguing thought as you consider the way that basketball has evolved in this country. And I've made this argument a lot, and I haven't heard that many people say it, but the Euro style of basketball has taken over in the NBA. Used to be it was an insult to say a guy played like a Euro. European basketball, everybody has to be able to play every position because they teach basketball in Europe like they teach soccer. That's really the, the, the way that the sport has evolved used to be in America we taught basketball like it was football where you have discrete positions and everybody has a different responsibility you play center that means you do x and y just like you play linebacker that means you do x and y or defensive end or whatever it is there are discrete defined positions and you have a role within them whereas the Europeans play basketball like soccer if you watch a really good soccer team At some point in time, a great soccer player, even if he's a defender, might be on the attack and try to score a goal. Or he might have to shift up into midfield and play that role. The whole totality of the team is predicated on the team being talented enough that men can play and women interchangeable positions depending on what is required during the course of the game. And that's how basketball is played now. And I really think having coached a little league and having seen the way guys kids today are growing up everybody wants to be Steph Curry I had four kids in my backyard last yesterday playing basketball together after school school's about to be done for the year here in Nashville kids are having a relaxed week they all came over to my house played uh, basketball in the backyard um, and all of them wanted to be Steph Curry 
every single one of the kids. None of them wanted to be LeBron. Steph is a far more influential basketball player than anybody else of his generation, and there's frankly not a close second. Not saying he's the best player of his generation. LeBron's a better basketball player. Kevin Durant, probably a better basketball player. But in terms of influence, kids don't see Kevin Durant and think, oh, one day I can grow up and be seven feet tall. Kids don't see LeBron James and think, oh, one day I can grow up and be six foot eight, six foot nine with 3% body fat and weigh 280 pounds and be a unbelievable force on the basketball court. They see Steph Curry and say, hey, I could grow up to be 6'3 or 6'4. That's feasible. I don't have to have huge muscles. I can shoot the ball from outside. I can dribble as much as I practice. They all think they can do it. I want to bring in the crew. Have we underrated Steph Curry? Because that's what I'm coming away from having watched this series against the Portland Trailblazers is we took his excellence for granted. And it took Kevin Durant being injured for us to all realize and remember just how good Steph Curry can be, how much he can put a team on his shoulders. I don't think we underrated him or forgot about him. I just think that Kevin Durant is such an enigma, such a huge talent that obviously if you're Steph Curry and look at even Draymond Green, the style that people enjoy to watch is that open spacing. And you're right, Kevin Durant clogs it up a little bit because he's more of an ISO type player where he needs to be fed the ball. And he constantly is getting these passes. He needs to touch the ball. The ball needs to go through him. So there's a lot of plays out there where Steph suddenly is not involved and Draymond isn't as involved as we've seen him in this past series which was pretty amazing to watch Draymond just go down like a bull into the middle of the floor to the hoop and then he could dish out to Curry to Thompson and then suddenly you had the Splash Brothers again but one thing I would caution is don't get too caught in the moment because just because Steph is such an amazing player that doesn't automatically mean Kevin Durant is still not maybe the best basketball basketball player in the world yeah look Kevin Durant can be the best basketball player in the world but he can also be a guy that doesn't make his teammates as much better as I think what Steph does and that's ultimately the job of a point guard and Steph can create his shot amazingly well he can get to the basket incredibly well and if you look at how quickly the passes move when Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, and Steph Curry are the fulcrum of the, uh, of the Warrior offense, totally different vibe. What I would say is one of the reasons why Draymond Green has the energy to be able to play like he did in this series and last night, and the same thing is true of Steph Curry, is because they've been able to relax some off the ball, letting Kevin Durant do his thing without having to work full speed on the offensive side. And I think that's where the Warriors have been smart. They're built to withstand a long season and still have a lot of energy left at the end of the year, which is what we saw in this series against the Portland Trailblazers, whereas it appeared that Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum both just hit walls. They had so much on them that in the fourth quarter in particular and even in the second half – They didn't have that extra gear to be able to keep pace with the Warriors. And I think Draymond Green sensed that. And I think that's why he went up and down the court so quickly to make those guys work on the defensive side of the ball and not be able to lollygag back down after they have an offensive possession. They had to sprint to get back on defense, which really, I think, burned them out by the end of the game. Uh, What about you, Dub? Have we underrated Steph Curry? 
We probably have, and this series and the last couple games of the last series, this team, you're so right, they are so much more fun to watch without Kevin Durant. I don't know if they're better, but they are 100% more fun. The way they move the ball, even if you hate the Warriors, which I don't, but I know a lot of people do because they're tired of them winning all the time. I mean, you can't even hate on it. It's just amazing basketball to watch with the, this current team playing the way they are. Uh, what about you, Eddie? Did you watch all of last night's game, and are you like most of us that just thinking, man, and the Warriors without Kevin Durant are so much fun to watch. Doesn't mean they're better, because I do think the ceiling is higher with Kevin Durant. If you need a basket and you've got Kevin Durant and you got Steph Curry and you got Klay Thompson, you got Draymond Green on the court, I think the Warriors are able to score baskets at a higher level because they're just harder to defend. But in terms of a sheer uh, beauty of an offensive system, Kevin Durant doesn't necessarily fit what the Splash Brothers do. Yeah, no hockey last night, so it was uh, an open night for me to watch the NBA. And uh, yeah, look, if I was uh, one of those kids playing in your backyard, I'd want to be Steph Curry too. I mean, he's fun to watch. He does some amazing things. At his size, he's a little more relatable, as you mentioned. Kevin Durant, I mean, if I have to pick one or the other, I would probably go Durant just because I think with his size, he's able to, you know, if he, you know, Steph has an off shooting night, you know, he's not going to be able to switch to plan B as, as much as a Kevin Durant would. But more fun to watch more entertaining style with Durant not in the game and the Warriors uh, I mean they're just entertaining that's all there is to it yeah I, I would go this far if you had to pick for the Warriors this offseason one guy is going to leave Kevin Durant or Steph Curry I think you would prefer that Kevin Durant leave over Steph Curry it doesn't mean that Steph is the better player necessarily but for this Warrior team I think Steph is the better player Roberto you buy that yeah, Steph is definitely the better player for the Warriors. And he, he kind of like took a backseat to Kevin Durant there. And now that Durant's not there, you know, he's taking over again. And, and the, the court seems to be more open for him and Draymond to do their thing together. My argument has been, and I'll probably touch on this a little bit at the start of Hour 3, I think the Warriors have appreciated the challenge, much like Bill Belichick did when Tom Brady went out that this is an opportunity to show how good the surrounding cast is and that we can still win at a high level even without him. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and Installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tirerack.com/sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com/sports. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that. But there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. We are joined by Chris Mannix at SI Chris Mannix. Chris, you've watched and covered the NBA for a long time. Steph and Draymond last night were as good of a duo you have seen play together in the playoffs since Kobe Shaq. Since, I mean, how would you even fill that sentence in? That was a incredibly luminescent, transcendent performance by both men last night. 
Yeah, and it, it was a, a dominant performance, a dominant series uh, by those two, especially with Draymond and how he has stepped up in the aftermath of the, the Kevin Durant injury. And last night he had to step up and take on an even bigger defensive role with Andre Iguodala out of the lineup. I mean, Draymond has taken a lot of heat this year for the stuff he did with Durant, the back and forth. Um, you know, there was a narrative, and I think the narrative to a degree was true that the Warriors are getting a little bit tired of, of dealing with Draymond on a regular basis. There was that Steve Kerr clip where you could read his lips and say he said something to the extent of I'm sick and tired of Draymond. Um, but then he comes out and showcases exactly why he's one of the better two-way players uh, in the NBA and, and how that, that heart and hustle that he plays with is just a, an overriding factor in games like this. So uh, it, it was uh, I was just really impressed with how Draymond stepped up and, and performed when when they needed him the most. I mean, you had Iguodala out, you have Kevin Durant out, you have DeMarcus Cousins out. We talked a lot about how talented this Warrior roster was. And then they go out and do this, come back from 17 points down against Portland. What can you say about Steph? I feel like it's almost impossible to praise him too much in the way that he has performed throughout the entirety of the Eastern, sorry, the Western Conference Finals. I mean, he looked like the best player in the NBA, not just the NBA playoffs, but the best player in the NBA the last four games. No, I mean, he was brilliant. And when when Kevin Durant goes out of the lineup, did they, the Warriors kind of revert to the style of play that made them so successful before Durant got there. A lot of screen and roll, a lot of ball movement, uh, a lot of, of Steph Curry coming off screens and looking for just a sliver of space. I think you have to to also factor in that I thought Portland had one of the, the worst game plans to defend him in the series. There was a lot of going under screens and, and giving him space to shoot, and I, I never understood why that was the the philosophy. I mean, you're going to go under screens against Steph Curry and, and give him you know a cushion of breathing room to take a shot? I mean, that was just bizarre, but you know, Steph, he, he, you know, I, I think he's, I don't want to say he's a better player than Kevin Durant, but to that team, he He's more valuable, and and when he's able to 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 you know play the way he's playing, they're just just as good um, in this in these situations. So I, I was I was pretty impressed with with what he was able to do. Just put him and Clay Thompson putting that team on their backs offensively and carry them into the finals. What I have seen, and I know you've talked about this a lot, with the idea of Kevin Durant going to the East Coast and joining the Knicks. What I have seen from the Warriors in this series makes me believe that regardless of what happens in NBA free agency, the Warriors still have to be maybe a fairly substantial favorite to win the NBA title, even if Kevin Durant leaves. Oh, there's no question because you come back next year and you still have Steph and you still have Clay and you still have Draymond and you probably bring back Andre Iguodala and look the, the the key for them will be fleshing out the rest of that roster with younger talent that's been a goal of theirs for the last few years you saw some of those young guys that have been inconsistent for most of this season Alfonso McKinney uh, Kevon Looney like those guys stepped up and played huge last night you know the the offensive rebounding in the the fourth quarter was 
was a difference maker uh, for that team. If they're able to get some more of those guys and hit on some of these draft picks to, to give them role players, uh, you know, they can still extend this championship window for another couple of years regardless of, of what Durant uh, decides to do. I, I would say I, I, don't, I don't buy the narrative that they're better without Durant. I think that's kind of ridiculous because you know Portland is a great story. I, I don't know that they're necessarily a great team. I mean, the Blazers, they've, they've got you know, great guards, but those guards were gassed in this series. I mean, Damian Lillard played 80 games during the regular season, carried this team through two rounds of the playoffs. He looked like just a shell of himself uh, in this series. C.J. McCollum, same thing. I mean, these guys had a lot of responsibility. I think it wore on them uh, as, the season, as the series went on. Uh, so I, I think that they, you know, the Warriors play great without Durant, but they're not better without Durant. How would it work? Because you hear a lot about Kevin Durant and if he leaves, but the Warriors would have, I believe, a decent amount of salary cap, right, if Durant leaves. How would that work out? Have you done the math on what they would be able to add to replace Durant if he left? Well, I don't think they'd have any significant space because you still have to deal with Clay Thompson this summer and his, you know, likely max level contract. Uh, Steph is on a max level deal. Draymond has a big deal. I mean, they'll they'll have some flexibility, but it's not like they can clear, you know, any kind of significant cap space to go get somebody else. I think it just frees them up to use some of those exceptions and 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 smaller numbers to try to get somebody to come there and and win a championship as they've done over the last uh, you know handful of years but because of all the big contracts on the books I don't know that they'll add somebody one thing they one thing they may consider doing and even despite what Draymond's done uh, I think it's still going to be on the table trading him I think is still an option because Draymond Green's going to be a free agent in the summer of 2020 and as well as he's playing right now he is a depreciating asset because his defense he's still great against power forwards but he's not as great as he has been against fives and threes and kind of things that made him special. He is a awful three-point shooter. I mean, he made that big three in the fourth quarter last night, but his three-point percentage is cratered uh, this year. And they might decide that if they can get multiple pieces for Draymond Green this offseason and, and build this thing around Stephen Clay, uh, that might be the better way to go. So that that's a way that they could, could change up the team outside of Durant just walking. We're talking to Chris Mannix at SI Chris Mannix. Follow him there. Okay, you are in Toronto. The Bucks are up 2-1, just lost in double overtime to uh, the, uh, the, the Raptors on the road. Game four is tonight. Who do you think uh, – I, I think that it's going to be a five-game series. The Bucks are going to win it. Do you buy into that or not, or do you think the Raptors have what it takes to take this to six or seven games? I think the Raptors have what it takes. Um, this was a that was a bad game three. I mean, the the Raptors won, but the Bucks kind of gave it away. Their starting lineup was terrible. Giannis played his worst game of the playoffs. Uh, but I, I think that I still think Toronto's got more than a puncher's chance here. I mean, the Raptors are excellent at home, and you know I, I think Kawhi's got something in them. I, I think their their perimeter players can play better. I think Kyle Lowry has been better for most of of this series. And you know, if you if, if Milwaukee. Can can't get high-level performances from the likes of Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe, and they're so reliant on George Hill and and 
Malcolm Brogdon and some of these bench guys to play big in these games, they're they're vulnerable. They are. I mean, they you know Chris Middleton has got his hands full in this series. He's got to defend Kawhi on one end and be the secondary scorer on the other, and it caught up to him in uh, in Game Three. I mean, he just he looked tired out there on the floor. And if that's the case in Game Four, I think the Raptors have a chance to to. I mean, everybody's got a chance, but I think they, they have an opportunity, a real strong opportunity to, to get back in the series and win it. So I don't think that it's, it's uh, a foregone conclusion that Milwaukee uh, wins the series. If Toronto wins tonight, they're, they're right back in this. Who do you think the Warriors would prefer to play? I would probably say Milwaukee at this point just because of the matchup. Um, when you play Toronto – you know, if you've got two great perimeter players, that's something that Toronto can match up with. They've got Pascal Siakam and they've got Kawhi, who are elite defensive players at their position. They've got playoff experience, albeit not much finals experience, even though Kawhi is a former finals MVP. Uh, but they've got guys that have been deep in the playoffs before. Milwaukee, it's still all new to. I mean, their head coach hasn't been this far as a head coach. Uh, Giannis, I mean, he, he, everything's new to him at this point. You look up and down that roster, and outside of George Hill, you don't have guys that that have been there. So I think that is is a factor in all that. I think it's probably Milwaukee, though. I will say this. Everybody's kind of wanted to play Milwaukee in these playoffs, and every time they have, it, it hasn't gone well for the team that's played them. When uh, let's go back to this uh, Warriors setup for a moment. After the game, Steph Curry said, uh, "You know, we want to get uh, Kevin Durant healthy," which I think a lot of people obviously have been following that story. He also said, "Demarcus Cousins." Are you picking up on any kind of idea about how close Durant is to go? The Warriors have nine or ten days off now, and also, is there an outside shot that Demarcus Cousins could play some minutes as well, or is or is that just Steph talking uh, in a way to try? to be inclusive of all of his teammates. No, I think that Cousins, I don't know if he has a better chance of playing than Durant, but he seems like he's in more of an advanced stage of his recovery at this point than Durant is. I mean, he's out there doing on-court activities now. It's not like he's just kind of sitting back and, and, and hoping to heal in time. He's out there doing stuff, and he wasn't quite ready to, to be activated in the last few days. He's not going to get reevaluated until Thursday, but I think he's on the same timetable or an accelerated one than Durant. I mean, obviously, Kevin's more important because of his role with the team, and you saw how they're able to survive with Looney at the five and Bogut playing out there in minutes. They don't need DeMarcus Cousins as much as they need Kevin Durant, but I think there's a, a, a better than a 50-50 chance that, that we see DeMarcus Cousins play. I mean, it is, as you mentioned, it's, it's an incredible amount of time they have now uh, to rest before the start of the finals uh, on May 30th, and you give that team like a week plus, uh, I, I think they're going to be pretty healthy when they get into that, uh, that first game of the finals. Okay, let's, uh, let's leave behind the actual games and go off the court to the NBA circus. And leading the NBA circus right now is Magic Johnson. What was the fallout from his interview on first take yesterday, throwing basically Rob Polinka and everybody else in the Laker management under the bus? What have you picked up from talking to people around the NBA? 
we know kind of how it played in the external universe of basketball fans. How did it play internally in the NBA family? Well, there, there was a lot of astonishment from the people I talked to yesterday that, that after the dust had settled the way it did, that Magic would choose this time to go out and just napalm everybody. I mean, that was that that was that was something. It really it really was. I mean, and, and the timing of it, of course, was fascinating because it was the day they were introducing Frank Vogel. And if you watch that press conference, Frank Vogel was kind of sat up there like someone barely involved in it because it was all about Rob Palenka and it was all about what Magic had had said. So there was a lot of, of scratching heads uh, across the NBA when it came to to what Magic Johnson was saying. And I didn't really understand. I, I don't. I, I understand what Magic is saying with you know Rob Palenka and and the critiques. I mean, I'm I'm sure that you know Palenka. I, I I know that he was probably after that job and you know wanted the credit that that. You know he was would get for the draft picks and everything else, but you know Magic Johnson all but confirmed all the criticisms of him. He said that you know Rob, if the criticism was that Rob Palenka said you're never around, you just said you're never around, and you just said that you're a part-time you know team president. That to me was the most astonishing takeaway from all that. That Magic Johnson asked for effectively a part-time presidency, but still to have final say on basketball-related decisions, and even more astonishing. Jeannie Buss gave it to him. I mean, this Clay is a, a 24-7 year-round type of job. It just is because the, the world has gotten bigger when it comes to basketball talent. You've got to scout the mid-majors to get the next Damian Lillards and C.J. McCollums. You've got to scout the small leagues in Greece to find the next Giannis's. And Magic wasn't willing to do that. And he basically admitted he wasn't willing to do that and then complained when it turned out that Rob Palenka or somebody within the Lake organization was whispering uh, about his his work ethic. So I, I didn't really get his his his, his the, the, what his problem was when he effectively confirmed everything. But the, the timing just was was something because the Lakers to me were just starting to come out of the haze that they were in. You know, when after Magic Johnson resigned, I thought they hired a good coach. I mean, I'm a big Frank Vogel guy because I thought he was an extremely underrated coach when he was in Indiana. They had an excellent draft lottery where they won the fourth pick in the draft. I was at the Combine. You know, things were kind of looked functional within them. At the very least, they didn't look like the basketball clampets out there. So they were, they, they, they started to look a little bit functional, and all of a sudden, Magic comes on to just peel back the curtain and show everybody that that team still is a mess. What are you hearing about potentially what might happen for the Lakers now in the postseason with the pursuit of Anthony Davis, with the pursuit of Kawhi. What's the NBA read on the Lakers right now? Well, the only way they get better or significantly better, I think, is via trade. And they have to hope that David Griffin, the new GM in New Orleans, is more interested in making a deal with them than Dell Demps was. By the way, Magic Johnson just basically laying the leaks at the feet of Dell Demps. I don't want to get into, into too much source reporting out there, but ridiculous, like ridiculous that Magic Johnson would would say something like that. But they have to hope in L.A. that that 
that he, you know, that, that this new Pelicans regime you know wants that fourth pick in the draft. It's high on the Laker young talents, and they also have to hope that Boston stays out of it. Uh, you know, with Kyrie's status uh, in flux, so I think there's an opportunity for them to get better and get back into the Anthony Davis sweepstakes. But free agency, I don't think it's going to go well for them. I don't think Kawhi or Durant or any of the top tier guys have much interest in playing down there at the moment. They may be able to overpay for DeMarcus Cousins or Jimmy Butler or one of those second-tier type of guys, but there's a lot of risk that comes with that as well. So I think Davis remains their best chance to put a winning team around LeBron. Chris, I want to give you props here. Um, In our industry, let's take it back uh, a minute, there are a lot of people who who work. I don't think there are that many people who work hard. Uh, You are a grinder. And and that, um, you know, whether it's radio, whether it's TV, whether it's writing um, and traveling and covering everything else that goes on with it, um, I'd encourage everybody out there to go follow Chris at at, at SI Chris Mannix. And uh, I appreciate you coming on the show uh, early in the morning as you do. Uh, You're in Toronto right now getting ready for game four. And uh, keep up the hard work. It's something that I notice and I'm sure a lot of other people out there are noticing as well. I appreciate that, Clay. Thanks. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestine tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their redestein test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Welcome back into Outkick. Let's be joined by Petros Papadegas now, AM570 LA Sports. Petros, when you saw Magic's performance on television yesterday, you thought what? I thought that he's become diabolical. Can you hear me? I'm on my Bluetooth in my truck. <laughs> yes, we can hear you. I'm driving to yoga because they're changing the floors in my yoga studio. So oh, I have to no. drive all the way to Long. I have to drive all the way to Lawndale, Clay. Uh, that is, I, I I feel so bad for you. Uh, maybe you'll see magic there, and uh, he's getting a nice little hot yoga in on his own. So uh, I don't need you to transition me to magic. I thought it was, I thought it was one of. I mean, look, in the last six weeks or whatever it is, from when Magic stepped down in that public press conference, which I thought was one of the most embarrassing moments in Laker history. Then they had the, some say even more embarrassing, Tyron Lu botched hiring deal. And now the day they were trying to take a step forward and introduce their new coach, who did join us uh, yesterday on the show, Frank Vogel, Magic Johnson napalms their entire press conference. And talks about all of their shortcomings as a 
front office and tries to cover his tracks and tries to make sure everybody still likes him and smiles and use Molly's first name and Max and Stephen A and you know how it is and this and that. I mean, it, it was embarrassing again. It, it, it might have been more embarrassing than the press conference uh, six weeks ago or whatever because now uh, you're ruining, you're, you're smiling and saying you love these people while you're ruining their business. Uh, whether they're doing it or not on their own is, is up for debate, but it's it's a pretty bad deal. I, I just I, I I don't know any other teams that we talk about like this. Yeah, you, you know, let's go to Jeannie Bus here because she doesn't have any idea that Magic's going to step down when he steps down in that press conference. If you even want to call it a press conference, it was more like a press availability. Then she tries to reach out to him. They go out to dinner. She asks him time after time, are you sure there's nothing you want to say here? Are you sure there's nothing uh, nothing else a part of this story? And then he goes on national television and rips the entire franchise to pieces. I think it's hard. I mean, I think it's hard to blame her in any way here, other than you can say, well, they, she's coddled Magic Johnson for too long. But when you privately ask somebody, hey, do you have any issues? Do you have any issues? When you post a picture of the two of you out to dinner, when you refer to him as your brother, and then he goes on television and savages you and the entire franchise like this. I think it's all on Magic, honestly. I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to blame Jeannie Buss for Magic's intransigence here unless it's by deciding to give him the job to begin with. Give me that word one more time. In, intransigence. I, 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 that is an early morning word for me, too, and I saw it like looming up. I saw it looming up in my head as I was going down. It was the perfect word, but it's a hard one to pronounce this early in the morning. Well, I think when Laker fans hear you absolve Jeannie Buss of all of this, they probably aren't super happy because Jeannie Buss created this business environment. So if anybody's to blame for anything, it's Jeannie Buss because she, the buck stops with Jeannie Buss. Uh, she's the celebrated governor of the basketball team, and the town celebrated her. And she's created this. She created the Rob Palenka Magic Johnson dynamic. She hired Magic Johnson and told him that he could do all his other work and he didn't have to come to work. She she created the situation. So Magic is a guy who wants to be loved. He is loved by so many people. He lights up a room. He really does have that kind of... Uh, put people in a trance sort of uh, charisma power yeah uh, it, it's 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 crazier than that clay I mean you have charisma and sometimes I can't wait to get away from you uh, <laughs> like I, I've spent a lifetime talking about magic on the radio and making fun of him but when you get in a room with him or an elevator and he turns the smile on you you're you're done you know he's six foot nine and he's magic John and he is charming. But at the same time, I think it's starting to wear really thin because it, what he's doing is pretty transparent. I mean, even though it's done with a smile and he says Jeannie's his sister and she says he's her brother, what, what he's doing is really detrimental to the future of the franchise. And maybe that's what he feels is necessary. You know, this is funny and this is something that, that Matt and I talk about on the radio all the time. 
Magic Johnson, when Jim Buss was running the basketball part and Mitch Kupchak, do you remember that time, Clay? Yeah. Okay, Magic was the was is still is a, a part owner of the Dodgers and kind of a face man for the Dodgers, and he would do interviews at Dodger Stadium or do interviews on ESPN where he has friendly platforms, and he would rip Jim Buss and Kupchak a new a hole, like he got after them hard. And it really hurt the, the franchise. It would always become national news, if you remember that. And my radio partner said at first, I think, they hired Byron Scott, Magic's friend, just to shut Magic up. And it, and it worked. And then Magic got brought into the fold as an executive. And some say that that's how they got LeBron. Others would say LeBron was coming anyway. But... You know, he's been silent, like uh, Tori Amos, silent all these years. And what you saw yesterday morning is probably the new normal. Whenever he has a grievance against the Lakers or he's going to be asked uh, if he doesn't like something they're doing, he's going to speak his mind. He's going to call these people out. He used to be an executive on the inside. It's going to make national news, and the Lakers can't control it. And it's just an awful situation for the Bus family. I do really feel bad for them. What do you think LeBron is thinking? I think that he thinks that he has enough basketball talent if you put somebody around him and he can stay healthy. And this Frank Vogel is a pretty legit coach for by all accounts. They play good defense under him generally. I, I think he thinks that he can he can do well. I mean, if he can win a championship at the dysfunction of Cleveland's ownership, that Dan Gilbert guy, who is also an owner that a lot of people don't like, uh, then I'm sure that he can that he feels like he can push through in this really tumultuous Lakers situation. But. I, if I was LeBron and I had all these people around me and all these advisors and all these production people that that I trusted and were my uh, confidants, I would kick somebody in the balls for not telling me about the Lakers situation before I took uh, their offer. I, I, I mean, I... I don't know how he didn't. Maybe he just figured he he's transcendent of all things. And if you're LeBron James, I, I guess you would figure that. But I would have done a little bit more research on the Laker ownership situation and gotten to know these people a little bit better before I signed away the, the last three meaningful years of my career to them. What, it is an amazing story now. So Jeannie Buss seems, I was reading a story, I think it was on ESPN.com, she seems to have basically decided to just kind of batten down the hatches and not say anything publicly and ride out the storm and hope that in the offseason here, the Lakers can sign a major free agent and allow the on-court product to talk more than the off-court noise. But if you are Jeannie Buss, do you need to hear from her? Like, she wasn't at the Frank Vogel press conference is what was said. Like, if you're a Laker fan, do you want to hear from her at this point? Yeah, I think, well, I think it's been pretty shameful that none of them, no one, has been available throughout this process to kind of calm the Laker fans down because... 
Magic did his thing. Uh, Jeannie sent a couple tweets with some hearts toward him, and that was that. Jeannie has showed up at two uh, universities locally, LMU and USC, uh, to talk to small uh, communications classes. And obviously that doesn't help anybody. Uh, the, the, only, the only person that they put out really in front of anything was a young player, Kyle Kuzma, when they sent him to the lottery. And so Operation Human Shield is basically what's been going on. Rob Palenka was available for a comment, I think, right after they got the number four pick. And then Rob Palenka sat there yesterday and bore the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune from the from the L.A. media about Magic Johnson calling him a backstabber and uh, Linda Rambis and what her role is and all that stuff. So, yes, if I'm a Laker fan, I desperately want to hear from Jeannie Buss who's painted as a stabilizer painted as a liberator from uh, her brother Jim and uh, and now this is much worse than anything Jim had put together they have LeBron James and they're a laughing stock yeah it, it is really kind of remarkable now let's go back to magic for a minute um, I am fascinated by Magic thinking that he could be president of basketball operations and not have to work that hard at the job I mean, and again, you have been around a lot of athletes in your time as well. And one of the things that I'm always struck by is so many of these athletes are described as incredibly hardworking. And when they get into media, it's a rare athlete that actually works that hard at television or radio. I mean, I think you'd probably agree with me. Over the, your career, you've worked with a lot of athletes. And the, right? I mean, the more of a... <laughs> the more of a star you are, the less hard you actually work. And there are a lot of people probably driving into Fox Sports this morning listening to us, and they're nodding their heads, and they won't say it publicly. But it's like, man, this dude got described as, like, the hardest-working guy ever, and he won't even bother to show up 20 minutes before the TV show starts and do the most basic level of work, right? And, and so my argument has been hard work for athletes is not the same as hard work for most people who are in their cars driving to work today, right? Like, if you are a great athlete, you probably are not working 80 hours a week at your craft. You're, you know, you can work out for a couple hours a day, then you chill and watch video, get play video games and hang out and get on social media and Instagram and stuff like that. I mean, like the the difference in work ethic between a 25 year old investment banker and a 25 year old first round draft pick in a major sport in America is seismic, right? Young lawyers work way harder than young superstars do, right? And so would you buy into this theory? So then and then so what I'm building on here is it's rare that you get a superstar who goes into a field and is also a superstar elsewhere. Other than maybe Jerry West, how many guys can you point to? Whether it's Jordan as an executive Danny Ainge has been open. Is he really a superstar? I mean, there's lots of guys who are kind of on the periphery. Big time athlete. 
Elton Brand was a big star. He's an executive. Larry Bird. Larry Bird was a great executive and a great coach. I mean, there are exceptions. It's rare. I understand exactly what you're what you're pointing at. I think athletes know how to get something out of themselves uh, physically and emotionally that lawyers uh, don't. But lawyers know how to work hours and be meticulous and be focused in a way that maybe a superstar athlete wouldn't. I mean, in the context of Magic Johnson and the conversation, I think Magic Johnson's a pretty energetic and vibrant guy who's hardworking, but his job is to be Magic Johnson. Yeah. You know, his job is not to break down tape of, uh, of young players for Marquette. You know, Magic Johnson wants to be Magic Johnson. He has another business, which he talked about yesterday on the first take show, which is basically uh, going around to different corporations like uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, like he was yesterday. That's how he doubled up on that trip to New York. He talked to the guys at J.P. Morgan Chase and probably got uh, $100,000 or more just for doing it for a half hour. Take some pictures. Uh, He talked to, like, just this month, I think he's been to Lamborghini. Uh, He does all kinds of different uh, motivational speaking, I guess, and and that's what he does anyway. So you can't really have a full career doing that, traveling around like a comedian, and be the president of a basketball team. And it's Jeannie Buss that, that set that up. And... It's it's kind of weird just to just to when you say it out loud like oh my god now that I follow him on Twitter and Instagram and now that how you see the story played out of course people were rolling their eyes at that structure in the modern NBA that's just not how it works and, and remember I think there were some people I think you were one of them and like Dan Lebetard was one of them too and when people said hey I think this is a disastrous decision Magic Johnson doesn't want to work that hard he's not qualified. Uh, to unless you're going to commit to a job like this full time, you just can't do it. People were like, "Oh, that's insulting! How dare anybody insult Magic Johnson?" But that's kind of par for the course, right? When you get a big job, people immediately say, "Is this guy up to the job? Is he going to be committed to it?" And it seems to me Magic never was. And so, hearing Rob Polinka say what I think a lot of people would say, "Hey, if I'm there working 80 hours and you're barely even coming into the office, it's hard for me to think you're pulling your fair share." Yeah, but nobody likes Rob Palenka, and nobody wants to defend Rob Palenka. And you saw his haircut; it's indefensible. <laughs> uh, and his his plucked eyebrows and his smug. He attitude. looks a lot and, like Rob Lowe. Like I see Rob Palenka. He looks like Rob Lowe with cable. Yeah. He, you know, like those commercials. Uh, not the Rob Lowe with Directv. That that's Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe with cable is Rob Palenka. Yes. And. Uh, it's hard to like that's the thing it's like when you go after magic it's it seems like you are you're defending rob palenka and nobody wants to defend rob palenka except for i guess genie bus uh which is interesting and don't forget rob palenka is kobe's agent his whole connection is kobe 
and maybe they try to they're trying to appease Kobe by giving Rob Palenka all this power and basically giving him Magic's job, even though it's probably not in title. I mean, there's a thousand theories, and I guess they'll all play themselves out. But I guess the big question, Clay, for Laker fans is: Is this an environment that's going to bring in a free agent this summer uh, that that's desirable that wants to run up and down with LeBron James amidst this turmoil? Uh, maybe yes, maybe no. By the way, I'm loving this. Uh, Johnny Foxcroft hopped on Twitter and said, nothing is more California than, quote, wearing Bluetooth, driving to Lawndale for yoga. Uh, so uh, I'm not wearing Bluetooth. I'm on the Bluetooth in my truck. And I'll tell you this also, there are men, real men, that go to this yoga class that were listening on the radio and uh, waving at my car like I'm a circus animal while I'm trying to, because I'm in the parking lot outside now. Uh, so how did how does this resolve itself? I mean, like, so this is a full-on circus. What is like, I don't know, next, Clay. What's going to happen? No, I don't know what's going to happen with North Korea. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, honestly, it, I mean, a lot of people are now talking about you know all these people would line up to buy the Lakers, and AEG would have first rights and this and that, and they're worth this much. And but I, I, I don't think the Bus family would ever sell the Lakers. I, I, I think they all promised their their father on his deathbed that they would keep the team and keep the money in the family because of what it's worth. And I don't think they're ever going to try to sell that iconic brand. So it's not going to end there. I mean, it doesn't seem like they just wanted to give it all to LeBron and let let it be Team LeBron for three years, which sadly is probably better than the alternatives. But they didn't hire Teron Lou. Uh, I don't really know how it plays themselves out. I I mean, uh, it doesn't look like the Golden State Warriors are going anywhere. I mean, yeah. they, they can win a Western Conference. They can win a Western Conference, sweep a Western Conference Finals without half their players. Yeah, I, I mean, it, they're not going anywhere, and neither is I. Just and LeBron's not getting younger. You know, he got injured this year and missed a significant amount of time. I remember when that started happening with Kobe Bryant, and his his career went right off a cliff. It's a slippery slope for these guys, and they get old overnight. And uh, sadly, I don't think the future is bright. I would try another bus if I was <laughs> if I was uh, if I was the Laker ownership group. I would try another bus. I think the most measured and easy to deal with, and and uh, I guess uh, corporation friendly bus is Joey Bus. Joey Bus. I, I think he would. Joey Bus. That's the new bus that I would hire. I would put him in charge, and I would let him hire CEO types and create a more modern basketball situation. Outstanding as always with Petros. We need a new bus. This is OutKick. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Love thinking about Petros outside of that yoga studio, just gesticulating wildly in the car while he talks to us about the future of the Lakers and suggests which bus should be the next one if Genie Bus ends up. Can we put in a request? Do you think Genie Bus wakes up early enough to come on our show? We got a huge audience in LA in the 5 a.m. hour. Do you think Genie Bus is an early riser? 
Something tells me she sleeps in. <laughs> well, maybe she wants oh, to come yeah. on. Let's put in. Can you put in an official request for Jeannie Buss on behalf of our show? With the Lakers PR department? I couldn't do yeah. that. Yeah. We'd like to have Jeannie Buss on 5.30 a.m. We could tape if necessary, but just an official request. I feel like we talk a lot about the Lakers. I don't know that we've ever had a Lakers guest on the show live because we're on so early, but... We would tape with her and play it, but I let's put in an official request for Jeannie Buss. I think that's a good move. And then we could do all Petros's work. He just plays our interview for us in the afternoon all day long on 570 AM LA Sports and just play our interview with Jeannie Buss. She'll probably say no, but maybe she likes the show. What if we are her alarm? What if she's waking up every morning, she's a big Animal Thunderdome person, huge fan of OutKick, hasn't ever been asked, been hoping we're going to do it, we'll put out the request. She might say no. But a lot of people don't want to come on this show. A lot of people are scared to come on this show because we've got a big audience and we try to be fair. So we'll have Aaron. By the way, really quickly, before we get to the picks, yeah, somebody who's worked a lot harder than Jeannie and Magic combined the past few years, you were uh, talking about the great Warriors roster right now, especially Alfonso McKenney coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Just wanted to correct myself. I got the number in the G League correct. But McKenney actually paid the G League $175 to join. How does that work? I guess you have to pay for a tryout if they're not scouting you. Wow. So that's how far this kid has come. In September 2016, he paid $175 to the Windy City Bulls to try out for the team. I mean, that seems so lame that they charge people yeah, to try it. right? Did he get reimbursed when he made the team? I'm going to pay and I'm going to try. <laughs> uh, that's that's ridiculous. And then to watch him on that stage last night, that's insane. Yeah, good for him for sticking to it and fighting. I mean, uh, that's a good lesson in life in general. Um, you know, the, the, the Kevin Durant's and LeBron James's of the world are really a rarity. Most people, in order to be good at what you do, regardless of what your profession is, they don't identify you at 15 or 16 years old and say, oh, this person's going to be the best in the world at what they do. Most people got to get out there and grind in order to make it happen. Most of us aren't born seven feet tall, six foot nine, all got gifts, all got different talents. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot easier to root for guys like that that come and, and work their way through. And honestly, Steph is a great example of that and why I think so many people respond well to him. He had to go to Davidson. Davidson's a great school. It's not exactly known for basketball excellence. Certainly not known for producing one of the greatest basketball players of the generation. Uh, all right, quickly. Uh, may not have time to get everybody's picks, but I am all in on the Bucks. I think they win big. Fast. Can we go all the way around? Yeah, Who you got? We can. It's a bounce back for Giannis. Big time. Bucks. Bucks. All right, uh, Dub. Who you got? I'll roll the Bucks as well. Roberto. Going Bucks. All right. Unanimous. unanimous on Bucks. Whenever the show is unanimously on a side, we lose. So I would encourage everybody out there to take the Raptors uh, plus the points based on this. Whenever the show is unanimous on a side, I think our gambling record is like 0% wins. Uh, nevertheless, I'm going to be on the Bucks as well. Appreciate all of you han- hanging out for the Tuesday edition of Outkick. We'll be back tomorrow, loaded Wednesday edition. We'll be breaking down whatever happens in the Bucks game against the Raptors. Again, fade the show. Go with the Raptors. You'll probably win. This is OutKick. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare rev up your thrills this summer at cedar point on the all-new top thrill 2 drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple launch vertical speedway and now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.